You know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. Hey, it's us, those weekend golf guys. John Ashton in studio, Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave at Otter Creek, Intrepid producer Mark Hunter on the controls. Yes, but they sent me all up to French Lick all by myself. Cue Eric Carmen. Oh, come on. That's not such a bad deal. French no, it's not a such great a bad place. deal. I had to do all the work, though. I had to push all the buttons. I had to do all the. Actually, I didn't have to do all the talking. This show is going to be just a little convoluted. We're going to go back and forth in time. Because last weekend is when we recorded a couple of segments that you're going to hear this weekend up at French Lick. Because last weekend was both the three days of the Donald Ross Centennial Classic Tournament for the Symmetra Tour, followed by three days of the inaugural LPGA Senior Women's Championship. We were up there for that. And um, you're going to hear some of the stuff. You're going to hear something also coming up that's just totally non-related to golf, but it is so cool. We're going to keep it on here anyhow. We talked with one of the guys who works for the Cook Group, which is the main company that owns French Lick. And he has written a book that's about to come out, uh, basically explaining exactly what happened to O.J. Simpson's wife and how O.J. did not do it. He knows who did. Yes, indeed. So hang out for that. It's got absolutely nothing to do with golf, but it is so interesting that we're going to keep it in. This guy just kept going and going. And also Frank Bassett from Golf Talk America and Brendan Sweeney from French Lick. And, you know, you get those two guys on the radio, you don't need anybody else. So there you go. I'm surprised we still need to do two more segments. I know. (laughs) (laughs) That was only because a couple of them just weren't unairable. Maybe we'll put that up on the podcast site so you can see, you know, if you're over 18, you can check it out. One of the lessons, Jeff, I wanted to talk to you about, something that I know I am terribly guilty of and something that most amateur golfers are terribly guilty of, and that is, on the course, a total lack of patience. (laughs) Yeah, I hear that. One of the things that I was just enthralled by, because we were doing our show and we had a great great we were up close and personal to both the first and the tenth tee and these women playing in threesomes would come up to the tee there'd be a group on the fairway and they would very calmly just sit there and wait they weren't shifting back and forth they weren't teeing up their ball and taking practice swings to intimidate the people in front of them to make them go faster they knew that, that never works anyway. They knew that this was the pace at which they were to play. Therefore, don't worry. Just watch. And when the group in front of you hits their second shot and they start to move on and they're out of the way, then you commence with what you're doing. And I think that's a lesson that all of us amateur golfers could learn because we have a tendency to to get mean sometimes. Yeah. If the group in front of us is not playing as fast as we think they should be. It's kind of like road rage. It is. Except there's only one lane and you can't pass. (laughs) If, If you've got a slow foursome in front of you and you're just a twosome, then, you know, as it says on the scorecard, let's faster groups play through. But if you're a foursome and there's a foursome in front of you and there is not a completely open hole in front of them, Chill out. Back off. Don't worry. Take your time. And if there's a foursome behind you, well, tell them the same thing. 
I get intimidated when there are people waiting on me. But I am going to develop a severe, I don't really care attitude. I mean, I'm not going to drag my feet. I'm not going to take any longer than five minutes to find a ball. I mean, I don't even take five seconds to find a ball. Cursory glance and that's it. It's like, oh, well, let's drop one here and move on. That's a big stroke saver on your part. (laughs) Tell me about it, man. (laughs) Well, let's see. I couldn't find it in there. I guess I'll find it right here. Look at this one. Wow, here it is. (laughs) I'll play this one. It's sitting up on this nice tuft of grass. And here I thought yeah. I hit it into the into the rough. <laughs> but, Oddly enough, but I just I just on a tee. I just wanted to say that that it was one of the things that impressed me the most watching. And then the other thing that impressed me is not only do they have patience waiting for the group in front of them, but boy, do they have patience swinging. Man, those swings are just so pretty and so slow, yet powerful. You know? Uh I asked Frank Bassett after we watched a group tee off on the first hole. I said, Frank, have we ever been that far down the fairway on our, on this hole? He said, yeah, after our second shots. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) I mean, they just effortless. It's just so effortless. Can you teach people to be effortless, man? Or is that something? Okay. Look effortless. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Put me, put me down for next Thursday. Yeah. It's something that comes with a little bit of um, experience in in knowing that you're going to hit this shot, and it's just like all the other shots you hit. And if you treat this shot like you really want it to go well, but you know that you have to swing within certain parameters to make that happen, mm-hmm. because faster and wilder and crazier doesn't always work. I know, shock to you, um, <laughs> that it doesn't always work, and sometimes mm-hmm. you know, kind of rarely does, yeah. that they find that they found their, their fastest club head speed under control, that they can get it in the center of the face, and they find out that it is not their fastest uh, swinging speed of their body and their hands. Mm-hmm. But they can make the club move very fast mm-hmm. at that point, and they can get it in the center of the face. And that's pretty important. And that's when you see a nice high straight drive going yeah. for miles and miles yes. and miles. Okay, like I mentioned, we're going to be going back and forth in time. When we come back, it'll be like five days ago. Uh, and then we'll come back to the to the present and then back to the we'll, – it's just going to be so much fun. Hang out with us. We are those weekend golf guys, and we'll be right back. It is us, those weekend golf guys, and we are going to have one heck of an hour together here because we are live from French Lick, Indiana at the uh, Hagen's Restaurant, Donald Ross Course, with a great vista of one of the most beautiful golf courses anybody has ever done, and it's 100 years old this year. And uh, to celebrate that, they brought in a bunch of women who really know how to play golf. It is the uh, Donald Ross Centennial Championship Classic Classic. Donald Ross Centennial Classic. Donald Ross Centennial Classic. Write this stuff down. I'm a radio guy, okay? <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> Symmetra Tour. And uh, Bandy's girls know how to play golf. And it's, it's, it's frustrating. 
uh, and impressive oh, yes, at the same what? time. Watching the girls go by or their golf <laughs> trying games. Trying to do the show. Yeah. <laughs> the I fact that we're in show. here talking for another hour and they're out there doing stuff. John, well, uh, thanks for coming to French Lake, Indiana, man. Well, we really appreciate your support. Brendan Sweeney, who is the, uh, the, the, the director of golf. Media Sorry, relations and player me, development. Player development. Uh, again, write this stuff down, man. Uh, <laughs> but anyhow, he is here. And, uh, and again, write this down. Frank Bassett, Golf Talk America. Clint Black. We all hang out. We all hang Whenever out. we get hey, to everybody. Fresh Lick. Hey, it's good to be on your show, John. Thank Those you. Those Weekend Golf Guys. Yeah, one of my favorite shows to uh, try to destroy when I come on <laughs> And you do a great job of it, too. Oh, my goodness. You really do. Fun you stuff. You really do. Somebody throw me an anchor. Yeah. <laughs> 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 hey, you know, speaking of where Anchors. we are. <laughs> French anchor. Speaking of an anchor, French Lake, the little lake right up the road here. Little Lake. Potoka Lake. Big Lake. Potoka, Potoka Lake, is, lake. A, is the largest inland lake of, in the state of Indiana. So outside of the fabulous golf, the fabulous spa, the, mm-hmm. the horseback riding, the carriage rides, the golf courses. Casino. Casino. Uh-huh. The lake uh-huh. is part of this whole thing. And boat rentals, you go, it's gorgeous out there. And I don't know, um, who's been politicking for what here, but, uh, Suddenly, the world is taking notice of this place, Brendan, because I have seen many things on the Golf Channel. I have seen articles in, in national golf periodicals saying you got to put French Lick on your bucket list. you got to get here. Um, so Great. somebody's been doing their job, man. Well, so hopefully, it's, it's somebody on our staff, and I'll take full credit well, for hopefully, everything. Hopefully That's Brendan Sweeney. Yeah. We had Steve Ferguson on before, and, and uh, yeah, yeah, Steve was standing right here. I'll have been doing a great job. Thank so you how much. many? How many Steve of Ferguson, the, uh, by the way, the CEO and chairman of Cook Group, uh, who owns the French Oak Resort, owns it. Uh, yeah. How how many of the top ten golf courses in the state of Indiana are we within a five mile radius of right now? Two, two, yeah. two, two. Yeah. Our right Pete Golf Course uh, was the National Golf Course Owners Association Golf Course of the Year mm-hmm. under the, uh, the the watchful eye of Superintendent Russ Apple, Purdue Boilermaker. And Dave Harner and Andy Fortner, our head pro up there, they're doing a great job. And they're going to have a really busy week up there coming up with the Senior LPGA Championship presented by Old National Bank, you know, benefiting the Riley's Hospital for Children. So it's been great. we got three days of Golf Channel coming on. That whole circus is going crazy over there, so I'm happy to be over here right now. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, we'll, in three days we'll, we'll have our first women's major mm-hmm. in... 56 years. So 5960 LPGA Championship was right here at the Donna Ross course. Somebody played in it, right? Yeah. Uh, Muriel Breer. She played in the 59 championship wow. here. She's playing in the honors division today. Uh, she's five over. It's not bad. She's, uh, she's 78 years old. She's striping the ball. But the cool thing about Muriel is Joey, who works in our, in our Cart barn is caddied for. Yeah, how cool is that? Think about that. How cool is so that? So it's a it's a it's a it's a full boomerang effect. Yeah, it's of a French it goes around comes around thing. Yeah, yeah. But since 2009, we've we've hosted 18 golf championships. Uh, the Senior LPGA Championship is going to be our fifth major. So you know, people on the outside world is like, I've never heard of French Lick. Well, you know what? You better do your homework. Yeah. we've been around and we're going to be here for a long time. So definitely, and this, the senior PGA was here. Uh, was that two or three years ago? 2015. Uh, yeah. Colin Montgomery won it. Yep. What a great ambassador he is! Just a sweet guy. What I, a great I see guy. him on the road, and you know, what growing up, guy. you know, watching Colin Montgomery, he sort of got that bad twist. Uh, yeah. I think Beth Page Black, the New Yorkers, just sort of pounced oh, on him. You know, he's a competitor, so he's on the course. So I had to fly with him to Branson, Missouri for the Top of the Rocks. It was part of our agreement with the PGA of America mm-hmm. during our media day back in April of, of 15. 
So we're driving to the airport, and it's he and I and the driver, and I go, uh, what do I call you? Are you Colin? Are you Monty? Or he goes, call me whatever you want. <laughs> so I said, we're going to be strapped in you know, a piece of metal flying 600 miles an hour for two hours. Yeah. We had a great conversation. I, yeah. I literally came off of that flight with a changed opinion of a really nice guy. Yeah. He's a great, he's the aces. Yeah. Absolutely fabulous. That's when, so. when you, when you only see people through the media's eye, yeah. you tend to get yeah. a, uh, can't trust a, the media. a skewed, uh, I don't consider, I don't consider us media. We, I don't, I I don't, don't consider you media. I mean, don't take that in the wrong way. Yeah. But, no. for example. Wait, if, I have a media pass. I can prove it, man. <laughs> I have an all access pass. Ooh. I, 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 I'll give me that one. I want that pass. I want all access. Yeah, pass, pass, pull. Pass, pull. Yeah. Um, press, press, no, but, pull. you know, for example, if you know, we're talking golf, right? So, if you look at the media, the golf media, right? Yeah. The, the, every newspaper is chopping down their whole staff. Yeah. Sure Shame are. on them. Yeah. You have maybe six reputable golf magazines chopping staff. PGA Tour, you have Doug Ferguson writing AP. You have Steve DeMeglio, USA Today. Those are two guys, and then your regional guys. Yeah. But the regional guys, I mean, thank God we have Len Zeem down here mm-hmm. uh, who's covering covering our stuff. But in order to get a, 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 an honest opinion on how golf works, and I have to throw this out there, look at what they, they crucified Tiger Woods when he, when he went through his situation down in Florida. Yeah. Granted, he was out of his skull. He shouldn't have been driving. But I don't think he was conscious. Yeah. But they were the first ones to jump on him. Yep. First oh, yeah. one to nail him. And then oh, they yeah. wondered, well, Tiger's not going to talk to us. You know yeah. why? Yeah, it's because you're mean. You're mean. You're mean. So you're let's jerks. have fun. Let's talk golf. Let's talk championship golf here. The and we are off going golf to do that for the remainder of this hour. So uh, stick with us. We are those weekend golf guys, and we're going to come right back. You checked out our Facebook page yet? It's facebook.com slash golf guys. Go there and like us. Please. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's John Ashton. You know, I keep getting, I'm sure you do too, I keep getting emails all the time saying, Hey, Give us this much money, and we'll teach you how to play golf. Of course, you got to learn how to do it our way. The other day, they sent me one and said, well, you haven't joined yet, so here's the deal. You can join for a dollar. I figured, hey, for a buck. What the heck? So I joined. The next month, they charged me $29.99. I said, wait a minute. I called them. I said, wait a minute. You said I could join for a dollar. And they said, oh, you didn't read the fine print. That was a promotional price. I went, oh, okay. Where's the cancel button? $5 $5 golf club is $5 a month. That is not a promotional price. It's $5 for your first month. It's $5 for your second month, your third month, the fourth month. However many months you need to stay a member until you can play the way you want to play, it's going to cost you $5. Period. $5golfclub.com. The number five, dollargolfclub.com. Go there, join today, shoot a better score tomorrow. Hey, thanks for hanging. We're back. John Ashton in studio. Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave at Otter Creek and Trevor producer Mark Hunter. It's all together the uh, those. 
We can't golf guys. Yeah, I, can, I confuse myself. I confuse everybody. <laughs> but here we are. I got to tell you, man, after uh, doing all of the uh, the, the media stuff um, at the um, tournaments up at French Lick over the weekend, we went down to <laughs> their often ignored golf course. Since both the the die and the Ross course were busy, we went down to a, a nine-hole course they call the Valley Course that was designed by Tom Bendelow. One of the 300 golf courses Mr. Bendelow designed in the country. And since it was kind of short, and we were playing with one of the Golf Channel camera guys, and one of the things you're going to hear in, in the segments yet to come is this, this schedule for the Golf Channel coverage of the Senior LPGA Championship, which happened two days ago, three days ago. So if I say, make sure you watch it, um, sorry, but it's over. It's over. <laughs> but after that, one of the uh, camera guys hooked up with, uh, well, Frank Bassett from Golf Talk America and I and another guy, and we went down and played the Bendelo course. Uh, and they decided they were going to play from the tips. Now, the Bendelo course isn't all that long to begin with. I mean, even from the tips, the, f- the first holes of par fours are like 342 yards long. But from the tips, there are two huge oak trees. And there's about a window that's maybe 20 feet wide, 10 feet high <laughs> between, the, between the branches that are just about to meet right at the same height as the normal arc of a drive. And they were giving me crap. As you can probably figure out, you would do the same thing. I'm sure I would. Because it was like, I either have to top this and hit a worm burner to get past there, or I've got to go through that window. Well, guess who put his drive right through that window? Frank. <laughs> no, okay. I know better than that. Yeah. Uh, the Golf Channel guy. The other guy. guy. Yeah, yeah, it was the Golf Channel guy. Yeah. And actually, Frank hit a leaf. It was great. He hit a branch. He came close, but he hit a branch and did one of those straight down things. <laughs> And the Golf Channel guy, we never did find his drive. It was somewhere. Um, it was me. It was All me. Right. Yes. No. Yes. And it, and it surprised everybody in the group, including me. But it went, I mean, right through. Cool. It went exactly where I was aiming, which is the most surprising thing of all. You've, you've, got, to, you've got to share with our listeners what it was you told me. And how you finally got me to be able to know where the heck I was aiming the ball. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's one of the videos that we put out on $5 Golf Club, I believe. It is indeed. Yes, it is. Yeah. Got a special yeah. deal for that, too. We'll tell you in a few minutes. But but go ahead right now. You know, in, in learning how to aim, you know, you have to learn where you're pointed and how you can understand that. Mm-hmm. And there's a little trick that I always like to do is I'll have people practice aiming their body where they want their golf swing to go, and then I'll have them check. I'll have them slap a club across their shoulders, but I always have them put the head of the club on their back shoulder so that way the, the, the shaft sticks out a long way off the front, mm-hmm. and then they get to see it when they just turn their head, and then they look, and then they start to understand, hey, my left shoulder is like that where the club sits right there, and so now I've taught them how to view it, and they can see it for where, where they really are aimed once they're in their address position. Mm-hmm. So they turn, they look at the target, and out of their peripheral vision, they'll see so much of their shoulder. 
mm-hmm. when they know that they're pointed there. And then they could transfer how much of that shoulder they see on every time they're set up. Yeah. So that way they always yeah. see the same amount. So it's kind of like the sight on a gun. Yeah. 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 And man, is that really accurate to get your body pointed in the place it needs to be pointed to get that swing to go where, where you want it. It's amazing how good that is. It is. And, and you just have to remember, you know, the pre-shot routine comes into play here in that, you know, you need to check and make sure your shoulder is where your shoulder should be. And you get a feel for that after so many times of practicing with the, you know, the, the shaft against your shoulders. Um, you also have to check and make sure your feet are where they should be. Um, and then I pay, yeah, I pay a little less attention to feet, but more attention to thighs. Okay, thighs, yeah. Thighs yeah. Are, are more important because they, they have more to do with the angle, the hips, mm-hmm. and, and where those things unwind to. And mm-hmm. I, I, like, yeah. I like shoulders and then thighs, and then I kind of stop. Yeah. And it's, I mean, hitting the ball where you intend to hit the ball is, I mean, it adds a whole new dimension to this game. <laughs> It, it really it does. does. It adds, you know, it's the fun dimension <laughs> yes. that it adds, right? <laughs> that whole fun part. It's kind of a crazy thing we do as golfers. You know, we, we're out there and we're trying to play as many times as we can, but when we're out there playing, we're trying to play less of it. Yeah. Isn't that kind of weird? <laughs> I want to hit it fewer times. Yeah, fewer times. But, okay, man, so I want to have golf. I want to have a few more moments of brilliance. Right. That's yeah, exactly. what we shoot for. And let me tell you how you can do that. One of the things that you got to check out is $5golfclub.com. Do it right now. We'll wait. Okay? It's just the number $5golfclub.com. Um, I'm waiting. We're about, to, we're about to kick it off big time. And the big difference between this and all the other emails you get where the guy says, hey, I'll give you a free video, uh, and then they just keep e- emailing you about uh, clubs to buy to make you play better. Or you've got this guy say, I've got this six CD series on how you can play better, but it's six videos that he thinks you need to know to play his way. Um, this, this Mo Norman or whoever this guy is now that does some, some people's touting the best swing ever, so learn a brand new swing. All that stuff's just going to confuse you, set you back from where you are now and make it so much longer before you can actually improve. The difference between those things and $5 Golf Club is $5 Golf Club videos that Jeff Smith has done are all done in answer to particular problems our listeners have asked Jeff to fix for them. And they're not really problems that are unique to these people. They're problems that most of us amateurs have. What we're looking for is a group of 200 people. What we will do is if you paid $5 a month and you said, say you joined for a year, you'd pay 60 bucks, which is still less than you'd pay for an hour of Jeff's time. But we're going to make it even better. If you agree to become one of our initial 200 people, we're calling them the founders, uh, we'll give you that year's membership for 30 bucks. And it will never go up from 30 bucks for as long as you want to maintain your membership. And all you have to do as a founder is communicate with Jeff. Say, okay, Jeff, this is my main problem. Please do a video to fix it. Once he gets the problem, you know, 48, 72 hours later, there'll be a video up for not only you but for everybody else. What a deal. What a bargain. Now, there's some video. It's kind of fun for me, too. It is fun for you, man. I know exactly who I'm helping at that point, as opposed to all the people that are out there that are getting help from the videos that I have. Yeah. When they send me the, the, the videos themselves and they ask me the questions personally, I know exactly who I'm addressing, which is fun. Mm, it is fun. And, and like I said, they're not usually not unique 
uh, problems. They're problems shared by many of us amateur golfers. And um, we just want you to do that. $5golfclub.com. Click on the link for Founders Club. 30 bucks for 12 months. And uh, also there'll be a schedule there of the uh, bi-weekly, semi-monthly, every other week, live Facebook trainings from Jeff. It's a great place. Check it out. I mean, incredibly high-quality golf instruction at a ridiculously low price. What more could you ask for? Hmm, let's go back in time. When we come right back, it'll be four days ago, right here with those weekend golf. They promised we'd be back, and we are. We are still here at the Donald Ross Course, French Lick Resort, French Lick, Indiana. Put it on a list now. Look it up on Google Maps if you need to. Um, there are, what, about 60% of the population of the United States is within a five- or six-hour drive of this place? No, we, we have uh, we have 12 professional sporting teams within three and a half hours. See? It's a, it's Nashville, Tennessee, three hours away. Yeah. Cincinnati's two and a half hours away. St. Louis, two, you know, three. Yeah. Indy, two. Chicago, five. Yeah. Columbus, Ohio, four and a half. Yeah. We're there. You can get to Atlanta in six. Dallas. <laughs> Dallas, Dallas. <laughs> Delta's ready when you are, baby. Yes. Hey, let's introduce uh, a great guy, good friend, John Eckberg, director of golf, or no, I'm director of golf media relations, <laughs> player development. That was easy for me to say. Whoops. <laughs> Global media director at the Cook Group, who, uh, he's my counterpart on the other side. He's at the mothership, and I'm down here. Yeah. Thank you, John, for taking that role. Thanks We're for not trading. Me. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Have I, time I'm lobbying, John, I'm lobbying for Brendan to have to move to Bloomington. Brendan does a good job where he's at down there. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Sunshine State. Yeah. yeah. There are no more corner offices in Bloomington, Frank. He's got to stay in Orlando. Okay. Oh, okay. That's fine. Send him to Nashville. He's closer, and I'll move to Orlando. <laughs> That's fine. But John's got a John, yeah, he's, John, 30 years with, with the Cincinnati Enquirer. Don't hold that against me. No. <laughs> Talk, but you, you've got a really cool, eclectic little way of of gathering facts and, and tidbits and some just killer stories about golf. And, you know, who was it? Uh, t- uh, Teitelbaum, uh, the Titanic, Titanic Thompson. Titanic Thompson. Let's hear a little bit about Titanic Thompson. Titanic Thompson was a, a guy who lived in New York, San Francisco, uh, L.A. He would gamble on anything. And he came to French Lick uh, from, he married someone and lived in Evansville. He came to French Lick to break Joe Lewis. Uh, he was a golfer that Sam Sneed, Byron Nelson, uh, Walter Hagen, no one would play him. He was too good. And just to let people know that Joe Lewis did his training back here in the 30s and 40s and actually owned a hotel in West Baden. So that's uh, the Joe and Lewis And Joe thing. Lewis had some jingle, but he was spent most of those years running from the IRS. So he had a big <laughs> pot of money. As, what's and, wrong with that? <laughs> and Titanic Thompson came to town and basically broke Joe, who was a two-handicapped golfer right here at the Ross course. story goes that Titanic was sitting in the lobby of the French Lick Springs Hotel after he had busted Joe Lewis, and he saw some kid in Ohio just beat Jack Nicklaus in the uh, Ohio, uh, Ohio Amateur Championship. He calls a kid on the phone and says, Kid, you'll make more on the road with me in a month than your old man will make in a year. Why don't you put your old man on the phone? Puts the old man on the phone. He says, I want to take your son with me out gambling. We're going to get some games. They, long story short, they made a, a, a beeline to St. Louis. 
from French Lick after he picked him up in Ohio. And in St. Louis at the St. Louis Country Club, he leased land for 30 days, put the kid in a tractor and a pair of dungarees and said, I want you to do nothing but ride back and forth in this tractor. took him about 30 days to find out who the high roller was in St. Louis. And then finally he beats the guy and he says, I'm tired of messing around with you. Let's play for 50 grand. And, and I'll tell you what, Titanic goes, and Titanic was the basis for Damon Runyon's guy, Sky Masterson and Anything Goes. Titanic looks at the guy and says, hey, I'll tell you what, you pick your teammate, you pick my teammate, and I'll still beat you. Anybody you see. And the guy goes, anybody I see? And he goes, yeah. He goes, that kid on the tractor. <laughs> kid on the tractor went out and peeled off a 66. Titanic cops and rolled out of town with a bucket full of money and gave half to the kid. There was a movie made. You yeah. referred to a movie, a uh, basis of a character. What was that? Anything goes, Sky Masterson. Anything goes. Well, there was another movie recently made. Right. It, it was. And we, we, and I can't uh, think of the name ago, of it. I can't either. But um, set in Vegas, where he goes out with this kid who's a great golfer. Great golfer. And he gets into oh, a money game. That was horrible. Oh, that, that, that was at the Wynn Hotel. Yeah, yeah. It's a great movie. Oh my god. Yeah. So that golf course is no longer there. But you referred to St. Louis Country Club. St. Louis Country Club is right down the road from Glen Echo Country Club, which was the Echo, last Echo. place before Brazil had the Olympics. So that's where the Olympics was held. At Glen is that Brazil, Echo. Indiana? <laughs> no. That's, that's, that's the Newcastle. Echo. Yeah. Yeah. Crawfordsville. 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 Hey, but we used to golf in Brazil, Indiana, when we were, when we were in college. Very nice. We had to well go through Gaze, Paris, Kansas to get to Brazil. So I'm, I'm hooked on the Ross course for this reason alone. The history here is just immense. And, and uh, Bing, Bing Crosby fancied himself a pretty good amateur golfer. Yeah. And he'd play here. And so he thought, well, I'm good enough. I'm going to get an attorney. So in April of 1947, he's playing in the Midwest Amateur Championship at the Ross course here. Everybody else is registered from Spencer and Salem, Indiana, and Chicago. And here's Bing coming in from Hollywood, California. So he thinks he's Bing. hot. He three-putted five of the greens on the front nine in that 47 appearance. He carded a 240 for his three-day event. And then his average score was 80 each day. So some hard-boiled Chicago, of course, reporter detailed that, if, you know, if Bing's going to succeed, he's going to have to quote-unquote cure an attack of shanking with his autograph hand. <laughs> nice touch so, there. So, so you look at 1947, Bing Cosby playing here. Ten years after that, Pete Dye wins the Midwestern Amateur right here, right here. at the Donald Ross. He won it here at this course? Yep. I didn't realize that. Absolutely. I didn't know, did you know that. I, I did not I know that. That's why I, I hang on, on Brendan's every word, man, because every other word that comes out of his mouth is something worth writing down. Well, back in... Uh, <laughs> Back in, 40, back in 42, Abbott and Costello did a bond, uh, war bond fundraiser here. And as part of it, uh, this just still blows me away. In fact, Brendan, I'm looking for you to put something together on this with a you couple of F-18s next year. A Vulcan, a Volte A-31 Vengeance Dive Bomber, which was produced in Nashville. It just blew over the Ross course, August 1942. Did a bunch of acrobatics, uh, did some aerial stunts, and because it was a nose diver, nose bomb diving, it came, did a nose dive right over the golf course and dropped a ashtray made from the aluminum skin of a German Messerschmitt that had been shot down over England in World War II, and then blew away. Well, I'm, 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 I have to fly out today on the Fergie Flyer. To oh, go, sorry, to I go, brought that up to go to go up to Green Bay to pick up the staff. So, yeah, if I could talk to uh, our pilot, drop maybe. an ashtray out. <laughs> 
<laughs> throw a seat out. <laughs> <laughs> Better yet, throw what? out Whit Watson when you pick him up. On the what does this do? Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm addicted. I admit it. I'm a recovering journalist. I'm addicted to newspapers.com. In April 27, a hotel guest and amateur golfer, W.O. Colvin of Chicago. Chicago, don't you know? Yeah. Made national news with a par four on number 12. Okay, big deal. He's a one-arm golfer. He hit the ball one arm. 250 yards, came back with a 150 approach, nailed it for a par. Got an even better story. I grew up in Medina, Illinois. 20 miles west was a caddy at Medina Country Club. Right down the street, Brownie Schwinn from Schwinn Bicycles, one-arm golfer. So, yeah, he used to go out there. He used to call him the one-arm bandit. Yeah, his arm go out the bicycle one-arm spoke. Bandit. No, he got, actually, <laughs> it was a tractor accident. Oh, was it really? Yeah, honest to God story. Oh, okay. you know, Brownie Schwinn fun. from Schwinn Bicycles. So all the members of dining, you know, they all the all the Schwinn bikes were built there. Yeah, his son Ricky, I said caddy for Ricky Schwinn all the time. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, there's one arm golfer. Well, there's a tournament in Louisville. I have a Don, better story than that. Yeah, Don fight Don Master. Master. I want to hear it. Go ahead. I've got a better story than Frank, that. I want to hear this. Story. Oh, I forgot it. <laughs> well, I got one right now. Walter Hagen. Okay, everybody knows he won yeah. the nineteenth. Everybody knows. Twenty four. Twenty four PGA. PGA. Who would he beat? Everybody in the field. No bad. <laughs> but there was one guy in particular, Ray Dare of Philadelphia. Obviously, he's forgotten. Now, this guy was no summer breeze for Hagen. According to this newspaper account, I love this, once he landed on the carpet, his putter pushed the ball into the hole from all sorts of distances. Hagen must have been going nuts. He probably holed a dozen putts averaging 20 feet in length. Here? Oh, this course? Here. Come on. Hagen must have been going nuts. when he, This crazy. guy won't go away. He keeps draining 20-footers. That, yeah. was, that was a lucky day for anybody. I'm sorry. Hagen was great, but I've seen these greens. I've tried to putt on these greens. I've seen you try to putt on these you greens. Can't, you can't hit a 20-footer. <laughs> now, this is folklore. There's, there's like seven breaks in any 20-footer on any one the, of these this greens. This folklore may or may not be true, but I prefer to think it's true, so I'm just going to say it's true. Mm-hmm. Walter Hagen, when he left town, he was supposedly on a train bound back for, I don't know, a big city somewhere north. His last image of Hagen is he's up on the train. He asked that he be paid in bootleg moonshine, <laughs> and he's sipping corn whiskey from the back of the caboose on the train pulling out of French He's probably going to I Nashville. bet he is grinning from ear to ear, too, man. Because <laughs> that back then, I think it was a $6,400 purse. That's equal to ninety grand today. Wow. Which is the purse of the Senior LPGA Championship at the Donald, or the, at the Pete Dye Golf Course, course for yeah. the first ever. Inaugural. Same thing. <laughs> Senior LPGA Championship presented by Old National Bank, benefiting, benefiting. the Riley's Hospital for Children. In the Hoosier Heart. Deep in the heart of the Hoosier now, National Forest. Now you got to say it. Deep in the heart of the Hoosier National Forest. Deep in the heart of the Hoosier National Forest. There we go. And, see, and, that's, and if, if you're coming up to French Lake ever from anywhere around on 64, if you're headed west on 64, you know you're getting close when you see the sign that says, Welcome to the Hoosier National Forest. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Well, the, the Hoosier National right Forest was actually a very vital role of, of where we are today because back in the day you're talking about the trains that were coming through town. There were 14 trains a day that passed through town. <laughs> Thank you. That's my heart. And uh, and it, it was it was a furniture manufacturing place. So right in downtown French Lick is the, was, was the Kimball piano, piano Factory. Yeah. So up until and 1992, every Kimball piano was made right here. And who was the tester of the pianos? That would be Dave Harner's mom, our director of golf, uh, Mrs. Harner. Uh, she plays. She's 78 years old. She plays the piano like Jerry Lee Lewis. She she was a piano tuner. She could everything. <laughs> Did she ever so I tried to get on fire? Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, maybe. Good gracious! There is so yeah. much more trivia and legend and lore associated with these places and we're going to delve into it when we come right back we're all those weekend golf guys don't you move
Hi, it's John Ashton. You know, I keep getting, I'm sure you do too, I keep getting emails all the time saying, hey, give us this much money and we'll teach you how to play golf. Of course, you got to learn how to do it our way. The other day they sent me one and said, well, you haven't joined yet, so here's the deal. You can join for a dollar. I figured, hey, for a buck, what the heck? So I joined. The next month they charged me $29.99. I said, wait a minute. I called them. I said, wait a minute. You said I could join for a dollar. And they said, oh, you didn't read the fine print. That was a promotional price. I went, oh, okay. Where's the cancel button? $5 golf club is $5 a month. That is not a promotional price. It's $5 for your first month. It's $5 for your second month, your third month, the fourth month. However many months you need to stay a member until you can play the way you want to play, it's going to cost you $5, period. $5golfclub.com, the number $5golfclub.com. Go there, join today, shoot a better score tomorrow. And it's us again, those weekend golf guys live. French Lick Resort, Donald Ross Golf Course. Uh, some people refer to it as the Hill Course, and some people refer to it as the Hill Course. Um, or I refer to it as that damn golf course. <laughs> yeah. it's, tough. it's tough. I refer to it as my favorite golf course ever. You love it. Yeah, I, love it. I love it. I love it. Sorry course. to jump on top well, of it. I mean, man, it's Frank Bassett from Golf Talk America over Hello. there. Brendan Sweeney from French Lick Resort over here. I'm John Ashton. And John Egbert, John Egbert from, from uh, Cook, Cook Group. Group. Thank you very much. The people who own this joint. And basically, uh, a, as, as you well put it, a, a recovering journalist. That's what I, yes. that's what I think myself. But he's still... Is that a 12-page program? <laughs> <laughs> he still has this thing oh. for facts and trivia and stuff. And uh, we've been talking hey, to him hey, about I, I got, I got one for you, John. Oh, here we go. Back Uh-oh. in 1959, we have the LPGA Championship up here. There's a young lady from Savannah, Georgia, Muriel Breer. Nice. Who's man. playing in the honors division right now. So she won four times on the LPGA Tour, including the 1962 Women's Open. She joined the tour in 1958, 1959. She plays here. And John, our cart guy, caddied for her. Johnny, wearing the knickers today. Hey, hey everybody's wearing yeah. knickers today. You know, and, and, the, and the ongoing theme of Frank begging for swag uh-huh. on the air on yeah. anybody's show. Uh-huh. No. Brendan, I want that hat and shirt. John, take it off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't particularly want that one. Well, what you said. <laughs> well, I know, but it was okay. a figure of swag. I'll auction it off. But back to, uh, back to the stories here. May 12, 1920, there's this 18-year-old assistant pro from the Fort Wayne Country Club, and he shows up here for a practice round for it's an upcoming tournament. 18 holes were tough. I mean, these are tough 18 holes. So he gets up there, and um, he does all right. He comes in seventh place, gives him thirty bucks. It's a uh, like that's about three hundred thirty today. His name was Eugenio Saracini, and he realized I got to change my name, mm-hmm. Gene Sarazen. Gene Sarazen, <laughs> I knew that one. I knew. I that. saw I saw Gene Sarazen play in his last Senior Open, nineteen eighty eight, Medina Country Club. He was eighty seven years old. Good lord! No, he was. He said what? Nineteen twenty. Nineteen twenty is eighteen. Yeah, so nineteen oh two. Yeah, he was. Seventh place. 86 yeah. years 86. old. And you see, there's yeah. a lesson there to me about quitting. Seventh place, you'd think, eh, maybe I'll go sell shoes. Or, but, and no, he didn't quit. He kept playing. He said later in life that he could barely hit an 80 when he was uh, 18 years old. But within the next, what, decade, he'd be uh, 
one of five Grand Slam winners. Thirty-two. Well, you look at Tom Lehman. Look at Kenny Perry. Look at all these guys who came through the tour blossoming late. I was destroyed, torn down, broken down when Kenny Perry was an inch away from winning the Masters. Yeah, and lost to whom? The rest of the field. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Tiger Woods? Tiger Woods. No. Okay, what? Come on, somebody's um, got to know this. Okay. Inch what year? Cabrera. Angel Cabrera. Oh, right into Angel. my time. He Angel lost to Angel, Angel Cabrera. Cabrera. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Kenny Perry almost with, won with, it. with names like Cabrera, that was like nothing like I was announcing today. Oh, we, we <laughs> all, I, I've got to tell your listeners, John, all of us here in Hagen's, which is a fabulous restaurant, by the way, mm-hmm. overlooking the, the Donald Ross Golf Yeah, course, the Vista is We're all in here, and we're looking at the pairings. Yeah. And, we, and Brendan is on number one announcing the players. All right, from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, on hole number one. So we see this name that had about 30 letters in the last name. And all <laughs> two, of us, two vowels, migrate, oh, seven. And we I migrated out and said, we got to go listen to him butcher this one. So we, he started laughing when we all gathered around the first day. I said, come on, everybody. This is going to be entertainment value. I landed it, baby. You did? Binyapa Nidapatasanadan. <laughs> Oh, nice. Oh, right here. God. That's good. Wow. So and she's actually in second place right now. She's from Bangkok, Thailand. She is from yeah. Bangkok, Thailand. We watched the group that she was in, Tiaf on number 10, and she was the only one of the group that actually put the ball in the middle of the fairway. Well, the others, well, uh, actually, and I, it was crazy. August Kim from, uh, she's a Boilermaker. She went to uh-huh. the uh, Purdue University. She's out there. She's tied up right there, too. And same with uh, Aaron Lee from Silver Lake, Washington, who played on the 2014 Curtis Cup team. I mean, these girls uh, got game. Yeah. Top yeah, 25, get their own. PGA yeah. cards. I think people, this, people I think don't Ms. understand She's on the front nine. I think Miss Nerlathlon. I think she's the leading, uh, and she's the leading money, money leading yeah, right now. So. In the, yep, yep. Uh, what people don't understand, John and John and, and Brenton, mm-hmm. is you know we're out. Golf Talk America is always out at PGA Tour events. Mm-hmm. And we're starting now to do LPGA and Symmetra Tour events. Mm-hmm. When you look at the Symmetra Tour, when you look at the Web.com Tour, those players are better than the PGA Tour players. Honest to goodness, because the competition is so stringent on those two tours for very few spots to graduate to the LPGA, or to the PGA Tour. Yeah, once you get to the PGA, you can... Yeah, the PGA Tour, all you got to do is make the cut. And and you're going to be a millionaire if you make the cut every week. Yeah. So, and I'm not downing it. I mean, they're my boss, for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. But the fact of the matter is, these Symmetric girls... They're working and the web.com kids, they're yeah. as good on yeah. any given day as yeah. any well, PGA or PGA it, Tour player. If you look at the new young crop of kids that are coming up on the PGA Tour, you see a oh, lot geez. of guys making missing cuts, miscut, 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 top five, top five, top five, because they're taking the chances because the competition is so stiff out there. It is. Unlike the senior PGA Tour. Well, the, the PGA champions, PGA Tour champions is what they call it now. They keep changing it on us to mess yeah. us up on the air. Yeah. That's going to get but more. But you know how many slots are open every year for that? Maybe one or two. Yeah. Right. That's harder to get on than the PGA Tour now. Yeah. So much for that. Yeah. So, cool. Yeah. John, uh, you're an accomplished writer. You're, you're a wonderful wordsmith. You currently have a book that's coming out right now. Oh, yeah. Tell us a little bit oh. about it. Well, I don't know. I'm afraid I'm going to lose some credibility right no. now. But uh, no. yeah, I, I spent most of my life on the side doing uh, publishing. And one of the books I wrote probably 25 years ago was called Road Dog. It's an account of a serial killer from Hamilton, Ohio. As part of that book, we'd heard that he had plotted against a former pro football player and was going to set this player and his wife up. We couldn't prove any of it, and we kept it out of the book. Well, the former football player is O.J. Simpson. So I, I get an email from about, in about 2012 from a documentary filmmaker. He wants to know what I know about Glenn Rogers, his life and time. Uh, so Road Dog has become O.J. Simpson and Glenn Rogers, the juice, Road Dog, and murder on Bundy Drive that 
what occurred out there at Bundy Drive was nothing more than a bungled B&E that O.J. wanted to humiliate Nicole. He had already sick the IRS on her, and the final humiliation was going to be to steal all of her diamonds. He was too lazy or stupid or cowardly to do that. Uh, he wanted it to fall on somebody else, and he went and hired a guy. Unbeknownst to him, he went and hired a serial killer uh-huh. to go in and steal these jewelry. Uh, it, as I started looking at the case, I realized... So he didn't do a background check on him. No, obviously did not. Or maybe he did and he liked the background. I don't know. But I realized as I started looking into it that there was one element of that case that really doesn't resonate with jurors and it really resonated with me is that Rod Goldman could have turned and run. He didn't need to face that assailant back there in that patio. But instead he did. He was a black belt in karate and he got some shots in. His knuckles on both hands were torn up. So he got at least two or three shots in. He didn't show us who was killing him, but he showed us who did not hold the knife. O.J.'s face was perfect. Glenn Rogers calls in sick the next day. There's other details that are involved in it. Hope to have the book out in about three weeks. I realized, stuff. I realized that I needed to tell the world what I thought and what I knew about that. Uh, so, I, you know, I'll be the only guy on earth to write a book about O.J. and not make a dime. But that's all right. <laughs> Truth will be served. Hey, know? well, the world here, heard it here first. That's, that's right. It. How could they get a hold of the book? Book be Amazon uh, and or uh, good, in, as I like to say, good independent bookstores near you. Mm-hmm. Now, what's it called again? It's called, thank you, it's called O.J. Simpson, Glenn Rogers, The Juice, Road Dog, and Murder on Bundy Drive. Wow. Ten four, good, buddy. And that all That's fit pretty on the cool. cover. That's all fits on the cover. It's amazing. <laughs> so Those well. graphic people are awesome. <laughs> so yeah. the documentary well, filmmaker came after you after seeing and your first book. Yes, and once I realized that was going on, that there was this other thread out there, I started saying, okay, we couldn't prove that O.J. Uh, uh, hired Glenn. We couldn't go out and interview people, although we tried. I called up painting companies, called up contractors in L.A. Uh, the, the, the lesson of Glenn Rogers and the O.J. case is this, is... Be very careful about who you let into your house, obviously, <laughs> uh, because for for OJ, it gets this guy to do the paint work on his house. He doesn't know the guy steals a hat. Guy steals a pair of gloves from OJ. He shows up, does the crime. He swabs the crime scene free of his footprints, leaving OJ's footprints and a trail of blood because Glenn stabbed OJ. So now he's got to go pick up got half the money for the jewelry theft ahead of time. He's got to go back to OJ's Rockingham estate to pick up the other half of the money as he does. Uh, O.J. gets through the whole deal because he's fairly blood-free. Glenn leaves a trail of blood into O.J.'s house, and on his way out, he leaves the glove behind Cato Kalin's house with another glove left at the scene, with the hat left at the scene. The documentary filmmaker found that Glenn had a propensity to commit crimes and leave false clues or canards. Mm -hmm. And once I heard that, I went, wow, wow, exactly right. Well, now we don't have to buy the book. Wait a minute. But everybody else does. You haven't asked for your free autographed copy yet, Frank. You're you're a little slow on the uptake. John, I don't have to ask John. He sends me this stuff. It's great. And he'll come on our show and talk about it, too. I love the story. That's a great story, man. You're going to get famous off that. Recovering journalists. Because you're finally going to solve the mystery. Thank you for spending some time with us here. Frank, thank you for spending some time with us here. Brendan, always thanks, man. Glad to have you, man. Thanks for inviting us up. We love it here, and we're here whenever we can. Give to the kids. Go to RileyKids. It's about Riley. Yeah, it's this is what this whole about week's Riley, about. Man. All about the kids. And uh, 
you know, watch it on the Golf Channel. Have a good time. Go play some golf. Check us out, thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Follow us on Facebook. Well, you like us on Facebook, right? Facebook.com. Yeah, nomenclature. The Facebook. Facebook.com. Follow slash Golf Guys. Follow us on Twitter at WKND Golf Guys. I have no idea how Instagram works, but we're going to work on that sometime. Check out $5. Pictures. pictures. I heard those. $5golfclub.com. Check it out. Thank you. Do something good this week. Like, I don't know, go play some golf. Smile at your neighbor. I am not bragging when I tell you my iron play has improved substantially because I'm going to give total credit to Jeff Smith and the Smart Ball Golf Low Point Swing Trainer. That thing's awesome. When you hit the ball the right way at the right time, you get the right result. Great feedback with the trainer, too. I'm telling you, I use this Smart Ball Golf Low Point Swing Trainer with so many people now. It gives them the visual and the feedback of what they need to do and where their club needs to land. It amazes me at how quickly people get better with their iron play. Because once you get that feedback, you get the feel. And you don't need that feedback directly once you have the feel to do it right on the course. And what happens is you're going to get more greens, closer to the pin, lower scores. And when you do it right, you don't need forgiving clubs. No, you can hit blades. Smart Ball Golf, low point swing trainer, smartballgolf.com. Go now. Smartballgolf.com. Hi, it's John Ashton. You know, I keep getting, I'm sure you do too, I keep getting emails all the time saying, hey, give us this much money and we'll teach you how to play golf. Of course, you got to learn how to do it our way. The other day they sent me one and said, well, you haven't joined yet, so here's the deal. You can join for a dollar. I figured, hey, for a buck. What the heck? So I joined. The next month, they charged me $29.99. I said, wait a minute. I called them. I said, wait a minute. You said I could join for a dollar. And they said, oh, you didn't read the fine print. That was a promotional price. I went, oh, okay. Where's the cancel button? $5 golf club is $5 a month. That is not a promotional price. It's $5 for your first month. It's $5 for your second month, your third month, the fourth month. However many months you need to stay a member until you can play the way you want to play, it's going to cost you $5. Period. $5golfclub.com. The number $5golfclub.com. Go there, join today, shoot a better score tomorrow.